0: Uh, and that's basically the reason that we decided to come, uh, is understanding design in a fundamental way. What we are doing, we are trying to understand design as if we are taking the AI machine into a design school.
1: Welcome to Uptech Report. This is our Apply Tech series. Uptech Report is sponsored by TerraLeap. Learn how to leverage the power of video at teraleap.io. Today, I'm excited to be joined by my guest, Alon Galati, who is based in Tel Aviv. He's the CEO and co-founder at Renovai. Good to have you on, Alon.
0: Hey, Alex. Pleasure to meet
1: you. Now, Renovai is a virtual AI-based home decor designer. So you guys integrate this solution into retailers who are focused on selling furniture and and homeware. Fascinating. I'm, I'm intrigued to hear more about the technology, but... The problem, what was the problem that you initially saw in this space and wanted to solve?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So there are two main problems that we saw. The first one was the end consumer. We understood that most of the people that try to buy furniture, try to redecorate their home, are not using designers and spending a lot of time in online research because there are too many options to choose from, and they have a significant lack of confidence in the capability to design many items together and finding the right items. And for retailers, we understood that retailers' main problem or main goal is trying to do upsells and cross sales and trying to create an experience that is more holistic, more design-oriented compared to what they currently have. And uh, I think our solution is able to, to support these exact problems.
1: Well, I'm intrigued. We'll get more into the technology and how that works, but let's take a second, just go back in time. Uh, you and your co-founders, two, two co-fo- other co-founders, correct? Yeah. Um, 2018, I see listed, December 2018 on your LinkedIn profile is when it started. But what was that journey like before this? Where were you? How did you get into, into technology and building a design, uh, AI design tool?
0: It's really interesting. So the story starts when myself, Alon Shelben, who is a co-founder with me, and another friend of ours named Andre, started a 3D studio. So we have created visualization and 3D uh, apartments and buildings for architects and interior designers. And we ran a small studio. And from that experience, we really understood the gap in the industry. We understood how expensive the, the services are, um, we understood that most of the people do not go with their designers, and from that experience, we thought there is no way that using computer vision and AI that the machine cannot learn the principles of how to design, how to match items together, um, and that's what you know, motivates us to explore and figure out if we can do that and the,
1: What year was this, that you were doing this 3D design studio?
0: I would say between 16 to 18, something within that range. And and when we thought about the idea, my partner alone thought about the idea, and I talked with my brother, the brother Yuval Giladi, my older brother. He has an MA in physics and, and a lot of experience in the field. So I explained him the idea and he decided that it's a good venture to explore. So originally Yuval joined us and then we got to know Avner. Avner is a colleague of his in the, in the company that they used to work with. Uh, Avner has a PhD in physics. He's one of the top experts in computer vision and neural network in Israel. Well. So that's how the four of us came together. Uh, unfortunately, Yuval is not actively a part of the team but that's how we we got together basically
1: yeah got got, which kind of connected to abnon and and yeah. uh it's kind of like the tech, the tech side you're you're um uh developing the overall product and, and leading as ceo and then uh Alone, yeah, they're alone. Alone uh, is customer kind of oriented and operations helping us. So you guys, have, you guys have divided it up. Did do you already like from the beginning know? Okay, you're going to take care of that. You're going to take care of that. And like, how did it, it, when in 2018 after your, for the first couple of years, 2016, 2017, you're like this could be a solution and these pieces come together. Was it just you meet together and say, all right, this December let's launch?
0: No, definitely not. And to be honest, between the two of us, we are still having trouble to divide the task so we are doing a lot of things together it was really obvious that I'm going to lead the company because some of the human skills that I have and uh, the fact that I have some experience in leading teams so that was a big factor um, and Alon is one of the most creative people that I know um, he's always thinking about new out of the box ways to, to innovate we knew that he's going to be more of uh, taking that role. But uh, initially, we have, we, are, we have done everything together, basically. And ofner obviously was on the tech side. It was very, very obvious what he's going to do.
1: Yeah, actually building, building the solution. So yeah. it's like 2018 is, is when you begin to, to build it. How long did it take to, to actually come out with the product? What was that timing like?
0: So in eighteen, we've started to do that part-time, I would say, um, trying to create an MVP. We understood that we have to have some kind of a technology. It's not going to be enough to have a deck. At least for us, You know, young founders, uh, first-timers, we knew that we had to, to build a working, uh, a working product. So yeah, we've built a product and by the end of eighteen, we presented to, to a few micro VCs and angels. But I think the game changer for us was being selected into Alchemist Accelerator in the U.S., which I think was one of the best moves that we have done, um, both in terms of getting more knowledge, getting the mentors that they have, getting the validation for the internal team and for the potential angels investors. Um, and getting top advisors that could really guide us through the process and that was be that was really really pr- priceless
1: what year was that that you went to the accelerator
0: so it was end of 18
1: beginning of 19 right right at right the beginning piece getting that getting yeah. that rolling yeah, forward yeah yeah um, when you were looking in the space and still today i mean is what's the competition like is, is are you like seeing and you're like adapting or is there is this still new what does that look like
0: So, definitely, there's a lot of competition in the area of what we do. A lot of people mistakenly compare us to, I would call it, -it do-it-yourself application that provide 3D visualization tools. There are a lot of companies that create, you know, either augmented reality tools or 3D editor tools, Um, but we are not there. What's unique about what we do is to understand design in a very fundamental way. I can describe the technology later on, but I think what's unique about us is understanding design in a fundamental way as if our machine was an interior designer and combine it to the visualization part, combine it to either 3D experiences or editor's experience or even augmented reality. Um, But we always try to sell what's unique our core IP, and I think that's why top brands around the world are really excited to work with us. I think we bring something new to the table, but no one else thought about the problem the same way that we have. Well,
1: let's, let's um, we might come back a again to hear more of the journey because I know there's, there's a lot of pieces I'm sure happened since you went to the Accelerator in 2019 to now. But yeah. let's talk about the, the, the technology, and the product for a moment because there is a big push for more online e-commerce yay, COVID pushes technology forward, but your approach to this is both you saying a visualization of the product look. Look at this this product, this product, this product. They could all go together in a home environment, but it's yeah. also uh, it's both showing it, but knowing the right items that need to go together and the tagging of said items. Like, w- tell me, like, what's the workflow that you're you're providing?
0: Yeah, I'll try to describe the deep technology that we have. We have three main layers of technology. The first part is understanding what inventory we have. We, we are working with retailers and we need to understand what we have in hand.
1: So While we, you're describing this, can you, can you give me like uh, an example of one of your customers so that we can like, like is it a furniture store or something so we can
0: yeah a furniture store like for example may.com which is one of the biggest retailers in the, in the UK. Um, so they provide us the inventory that they have. And our computer vision is able to tag the most important attributes for each item based on the image, uh, the color, the shape, the material, the texture, the style of the item according to the terminology that we have created. This is the first step in order to understand what we have in hand. The second step,
1: yeah? Let's just take a stop, just for a moment there because we'll get more steps, but style. (laughs) Having a machine understand style. You're saying that's proprietary, that others aren't doing that. How have you approached um, teaching a machine style?
0: That's a very challenging process. And uh, we had a lot of you know, rounds in order to understand what exactly do we need to do. Um, and basically, we were able to break down, for example, for each category, we can call it sofa. We have breaking down sofas into archetypes basically understand the style of a few combinations of features uh, into one group. We have broken down each category to dozens, I would say more than hundred different archetypes. And then our machine is able for a new item that comes in, it is able to understand which of the archetypes is similar to the new item that comes along. Understand the main features inside of it, and so on and so on. Uh, so, a very, very deep understanding of our domain
1: is is style like this is a modern sofa, or like what, if, if, what would one of the no. tags look like? Okay,
0: <laughs> much more detailed. Obviously, we have tried initially to understand this is a modern sofa, but then we saw that the variance between different sofas within the same style is huge. So, what we've done is creating archetypes, basically saying, for example, this is a tuxedo sofa. It has specific back, it has specific capitonnage, uh, it has a specific shape of an arm and so on and so on. So we have a lot of attributes, specific legs. We have a lot of attributes within that in order to understand the style of the item on top of, you know, understanding different features.
1: Are you a, a designer? Like, like <laughs> you guys just naturally
0: no. that way? Did you have to bring
1: designers on team? Like, how have you approached this?
0: That's a great question. No, I'm, I am I learn economics and philosophy. Uh, so this is not my background. Uh, but yeah, we have a team of interior designers and architects in, in, in what we do. And we bring a lot of, you know, methodology and knowledge from, you know, real people.
1: So let's come back again to the stages. So the first stage is a furniture store has a catalog and they already have the digital images, probably yeah. flat 2D, not, not yeah, two 3D. Images, yeah. uh, and then your uh, machine learning goes through it, looks at it figures out, okay, color, style, size, shape, style being a big piece. You've already created that custom piece that probably the other ones already exist. You were able to find uh, algorithms for that and assigns yeah. the tag. So it knows what those items are. What's the second stage?
0: Second stage is to understand the shopper. So basically what we do, we are inserting some kind of a pixel uh, and check all the previous actions the customer are doing. Items are added to the wishlist, to the card, pages before, interacting with, we take all of that under consideration. And because we have a lot of attributes for the entire inventory, we can truly create a unique profile for each individual shopper, understand the preferences in every in every category understand their preferences in, in, in styles, in, in colors and making a lot of educated guess about what we should offer them.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, so that's and the th- second stage. And the third stage, I think that's the most significant and interesting part of what we do. Uh, and that's basically the reason that we started a company. Um, is understanding design in a fundamental way. So what we are doing, we are trying to understand design as if we are taking the AI machine into a design school. So what we have done, we have divided the interior design, interior design world into styles. And in each style, we have collected thousands thousand of different well-designed images from top catalogs and top interior designers. And then how our, our computer vision was able to take all the items inside the room, all the relevant items, and, and using a, a knowledge graph, we were able to understand the correlation between the items in terms of color matching and materials and shapes and texture. And basically with that capability, creating design knowledge. Um, and once we have that design knowledge, we know the shopper and we know the inventory. We basically have everything that we need in order to create customized accommodations.
1: And then in this visualization, as it puts it together, are you then literally pulling those images, put them together and say, all right, this is a suggested uh, living room. Uh, with a uh, a chair and a rug and a plant and a whatever?
0: Yeah, so we have a variety of different tools. We try to be a one-stop shop solution for retailers. So we have a tool that helps to find one item inside category pages. We have a tool that if you are on a product page, using our tool, we are able to say, look, we have that sofa, buy that rug, that armchair, that pillow, and so on and so on. And we have a variety of ways that we're gonna present. The first one, if the vendor, if the retailers that are working with us have 3D content, we're able to create photo rooms, inspirational settings, I would call it, that we're gonna present all the recommended items inside a beautiful room. Um, And for retailers that do not have 3D, we are offering a, a very a very interactive mood board, we can call it. So taking pieces of 2D flat images into a mood board and we do that interactively. The customer obviously are able to swap items to alternative and play with it until they're getting the perfect results.
1: So really an end-to-end solution is what you're, you're providing for, for a retail, yeah. retailer.
0: Exactly. And we try not only that because we understand that customer journey does not stop when they leave the site. Another great solution that we have is a remarketing solution. So we can check customers that, for example, added a few items, items to the wish list and did not convert. We take these items, inject them into a one scene or a mood board, complete the mood board with uh, complementary items, and then creating a unique landing page for each individual shopper and creating an image for the retailers to use in a remarketing campaign. So imagine that instead of having a sofa, uh, 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 come, come to you in different websites, you're going to have a full design solution that is perfectly created for you. So trying to make the entire experience much more design-oriented and much more personal compared to what they currently offer.
1: What, what kind of fascinates me when, I, when, I, when all these different discussions that I have with different tech leaders is like, as a consumer, we, we make expectations when we come to businesses that they actually already have this technology when it comes to recommendations, like on Netflix, we have such, we assume the next show we see, that's what I'm going to like because they should know. And what's funny is in many cases, many businesses in different industries don't have that yet. And that's what you're trying to design is, is that experience.
0: Exactly. And one more thing, Netflix reference is really, really interesting because there are a lot of recommendation engines that rely on, I would say big data Mm -hmm. and, and put you into segments. So for, for the sake of the example, it understand that I'm looking at sofa and another one thousand iron people. After they saw the sofa, they might purchase. But we take a, we are viewing that problem differently. Everything that regards design, I think it's more appropriate to understand design as if pure designers were trying to create and create a truly personalized experience. So. We are not putting people into segments. segment. We try to understand, okay, this is your personality. This is what you like. This is your budget. And uh, these are the design uh, elements and design uh, principles that we already know uh, prior to, to any interaction. And based on these two, we can create truly recommenda- recommended items for you. So I think that's what's unique about us and that's what's different between us and other recommendation agents.
1: Do you, did you say earlier on for that second stage that the customers are just filling out like a survey, a form for, for you to collect this information?
0: So it's a good question. So we have a few tools that they can have a survey, like a style quiz. And based on that, we are truly understand their specific demands. Uh, um, but for our main product, which is complete look inside product pages, we are just... Checking all the previous actions they have done. So, understand if you looked at the sofa and purchased a rug and, and added another item to the wish list, we take all the different attributes and trying to understand as much as possible from them in order to create a profile for you. And obviously, as long as you are keep uh, 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 engaging with a specific website, we can check more and more information and be more, more and more precise for, for your needs
1: idea the, that the recommendations become smarter and the more you use it and it knows yeah. what you like that will give uh, professionally AI professionally designed uh, solutions um, <laughs> into the recommendation so let's come back to again your, your journey for a moment so uh, 2019 you go through the accelerator you go forward Was, has it been smooth all the way has it been like oh yeah we get it like all the, the retailers and, and, and furniture stores are like I want this where do I sign
0: In terms of clients, it's a challenge. It's still a challenge, I can say. And initially, I would say it's up to the founders to try to sell. And I think this is the number one advice that I can can bring to the table is being stubborn, (laughs) going into talking to retailers, understand what they need, trying to be agile with what you offer trying to tweak it to, to provide as much value as possible. I can tell you a, a short story. Initially, our number one product was a product called Virtual Design. It was the main goal for the, for, for the product is for customers that are moving to your apartment or trying to design a full space, doing a full style quiz and provide a full solution. And I, I think it is a great solution, but we got to understand once we talked to a lot of retailers that this is a great solution that they might pay and and experience, but uh, it does not move the needle because the amount of people that are coming to May.com, for example, and trying to redesign a full space is extremely low. I would say below 1%. And then we were agile enough to think about, okay, how can we use our technology in a better position that can truly create Huge amount of value for our customers, and that's how we thought about completely look inside product pages because we understood that this is the position, this is the pages that have the most significant amount of traffic into, and if we can move the needle and and, and, and create an uplift of of revenue, even five percent, it's tremendous success story, and, and I think that's. That's a big, uh, big part of our success up, to, up until now that we were agile enough to, to tweak our solutions and, and, and understand what the customer needs.
1: That is a powerful example of uh, yeah, listening to the customer and not just building something and saying, who wants to buy it? For yeah. what, what, what real is, has that been a recent one? Has it been like a year ago? How, 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 when did that kind of come into play?
0: It took a while. I would say that we... Truly ch- uh, started to sell in January this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been a process, a learning curve. We kept developing the product until we are in a position to really sell it. Uh, so it has been a process. In the end of 2020 or mid of 2020, we have ran three pilots with major retailers. They were all very successful. We have converted all of them into paying customers. Or I would say paying partners because these were our uh, you know design partners. That's why I like to, to to mention Made. And more importantly, one of our biggest customer named Temple and Webster, is one of the biggest retailers in Australia, like the product and liked our vision so much, they are I would say one of our significant investors in the company as well. So truly
1: uh-huh.
0: really a success story, and yeah, I, I could not be you know it's a blast to to, to have these type of uh, investors in in the company
1: that, that's a great testament to the to the product when when your own customers invest in your product because like we want you to succeed because we like it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, though it's an interesting combo is then their other customers will be other customers potentially competitors could use your product, but it kind of moves the whole needle for for everyone um where you guys are now i mean um you you kind of honed in on, on on the the complete solution for a retailer from ingesting the 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 database of all their assets and then figuring out their customers and then providing a solution. I get excited about technology, but do you see how far in the future we're we going to be like AR, like augmented reality, able to pull in the assets? I mean, IKEA is doing a lot of apps right now, and there you can pull it in. their their thing. Do you see that on the roadmap?
0: It could be. Again, I think that what's unique about what we do currently is the recommendation part. Augmented reality and average solutions are getting more and more of a commodity, so we can either invest in projects and to enhance that into our solutions um, later down the road, um, but we want to double down on the capability to recommend items, uh, uh, basically understanding design better and better uh, and maybe to expand to other verticals in the future. Uh, verticals within the lifestyle uh, uh, industry. I can say fashion, uh, accessories, uh, uh, jewelry, all the things that are related to visualization, I would say, combining colors, materials, and shapes. These are the things that we need with a few tweaks and, and keep learning and training our AI. And we can be very, very much, uh, we can provide a very, a very significant value in these domains too.
1: That makes sense with the, the potential um, expansion into other um, similar industries and markets. When you talk about like just that solution of like the mood board, it makes me think of, um, Interest and things, what consumers are expecting to experience, but in in a retail space, you give them that same play and experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that mood worlds are very, customers are very familiar with, and they do expect to have that. And I think this type of solution, I might have less of a wow factor compared to, I don't know, augmented reality. But sometimes, they, because they're more simple and because people are really, really familiar with the concept, can drive sales in a more significant way. And, and we can see that sometimes with our existing uh, uh, products, when we compare what we call complete the look mood boards and shop the room, which is basically the same with 3D, um, I cannot say that one is winning in a drastic way compared to the other even though
1: that, you know, the photo room is more impressive. It's, I, I love visual things and I love futuristic things. So I always like to think that the, the latest, coolest, futuristic technology will be the one that sells the most. But we know as far as like the, the bell curve of uh, adoption, um, yeah. some people are like, well, this is, the majority of people are like, oh, I don't, this is, con- uh, uh, show me something familiar. <laughs> familiar yeah. things sell.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. And sometimes, you know, the fact that you can play with a lot of functions, it gets complicated for most people and they say, no, no. It's, and it becomes more of a game compared to actually trying to figure out if these are the things that you need and trying to figure out if, if, if they match each other. And sometimes, you know, simple is better. And yeah. Having said that, I do believe that in the future, more and more retailers will have Three d content and they will double down in their investment in these type of of expenses and uh, we definitely need to be in the game of three d and a r as well so I'm not neglecting that in the in the long run <laughs>
1: yeah it, it's it's just knowing where where you need to focus now where where actually drives the sales exactly. your um as you said, it's like this adoption curve. I feel like pre-COVID, maybe they may not have been as interested, but now do you feel that uh, furniture stores and, and, and home decor is this is definite must?
0: Definitely. And more and more stores, you know, brick and mortar stores are moving to the online sphere and they have to have an e-commerce because, you know, people need to buy online. And it's also an education curve for, for the consumers and, uh, you know, in percentage, the industry is moving to online. It's represent now, the online uh, e-commerce is representing around 25% of the market right now, and it, it keeps growing. Uh, so the opportunity is definitely getting bigger and bigger, and more and more stores are coming. It's not only more people that are purchasing online, more and more stores are uh, emerging into the e-commerce
1: you're, you guys are based in Tel Aviv. Uh, how, how big is the, the team today?
0: We are 17 people at the moment. Um, based in Tel Aviv. We have a sales uh, uh, manager in the U.S. Um, but the rest is, most of the team is in Israel. We have a few developers in the Ukraine as well.
1: Got it. Um, for you, when you look at this this industry the space and and what you're building the product itself what are you most excited about what are you what are you looking forward towards
0: in terms of potential of business or what do you afraid
1: i kind of I'm, I'm leaving it somewhat open because i am intrigued. what you're like what's in your mind day to day like oh i'm very excited about where where we're headed on maybe it's part of your roadmap or, or what you're building or or where this is going
0: I would would like to be in a position, I think one of our major goals, I would say, is to automate the onboarding process and become a plug-and-play solution into the industry. It is a difficult task because how complicated our solution is and sometimes the visual aspect of that. Um, But I'm getting excited if we're going to be in a position that we are going to to be a plug-and-play and we can we can facilitate and work with thousands of brands instead of, you know, dozens. Uh, And being available in the big, you know, big online platforms as a plug and play integration. I think this is one of the major goals of our company. Uh, And this will allow us to really scale up.
1: You see then becoming more of a product-led company versus sales-led. So that we could just, oh yeah, let me uh, make the... Renevi, uh plug-in, and it goes to our database. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. It take, kind of closing here of, of um, where you see the e-commerce industry going. Any um, um, If you were to make a prediction, <laughs> a technology prediction of, of where we're headed and what can we see in like two, three, four years from now, what is it going to look like?
0: I think there are two... And let, and let's say in the furniture industry, there are two uh, um, ways that I can, I, I, I think that the industry is going to go to. And the first one is obviously more and more, as you mentioned, visualization tools and uh, augmented reality tools that are getting better and better or virtual reality tools. Um, and in the end of the day, you might be able to see the entire you know catalog in your house, in a very, very high quality photorealistic way. And I think the industry is going into that direction. But I would say in the e-commerce sphere, I think that website in the long run will, will look different. I think, hmm. I think the flow and the user journey is gonna be really personalized. Maybe you know, pages are not gonna look the same as they are now. I'm talking a lot with Apple Webster, how they envision product page to look and they and believe that for example product page experience is completely broken and it should be something that is much more interactive much more personalized so I, th- I do think that the market is going to go into much more personalized experience and and maybe web- websites are not going to look the same as, as they are currently
1: it's a future of personalization What everyone we'll expect, all right, show me exactly what I want. I don't care what other people, <laughs> what other people see. Yeah. Show me, show me what's important to me. Yeah. Different. Yeah. So, so two elements of personalization, but also the, the augmented reality or as some people call it, the meta metaverse.
0: Metaverse. <laughs> exactly. A particular exactly.
1: company that has renamed themselves, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, 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 I, I'll be curious one day we we'll just put on a VR headset and say, all right, let me go shopping from, from home and then drop things in. We're probably a little ways away
0: from that, yeah, but not too yeah. far. I think the main challenge of the industry is actually getting the assets, the 3D models of the entire inventory. It's a big challenge. If, even for big retailers, it's a big, big challenge. And for the smaller ones, you know, and they are far away from getting the entire inventory in 3D. So um, once a startup company is going to solve that, I think the gap into being entirely, you know, virtual and, and photo realistic is going to be much shorter.
1: Well, there, there is a company and I actually interviewed and I'm, uh, off the top of my head that is doing that exact thing, 2d to 3d. Um, and they're doing really cool things. Maybe, I should probably connect with you. <laughs> we'll do that after the interview, but yeah, the, uh, what's, what's amazing is everyone is doing like, like, we layer on top of each other each technology seems to support the progression uh and it's like the more exactly. focused you are um the more you can help help someone on that that particular problem Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Totally agree. thank you so much Elon, for, for sharing the journey that you're on the technology and the future of home decor design with ai <laughs> uh solutions so for those that want to learn more you can head over to renovate it is r-e-n-o-v-a-i so, renovai.ai in there.com and be able to explore more and book a demo. Thanks again. And it was great to have you on. Thank you, Alex.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And we'll see you all on the next episode of UpTech Report. Have you seen a company using AI, machine learning, or other technology to transform the way we live, work, and do business? Go to uptechreport.com and let us know.